Hello and welcome. These conversations are all about living life with intention. I'm Stephanie Isabella, your host, and together we're going to talk about the different ways that you can add intention into your life, real, raw stories, and how adding intention to your life can also add a little bit of magic. So stay tuned. I'm so glad that you're here and press play today. Hello, 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 friends. Welcome back to the Living on Purpose podcast. I'm Stephanie Isabella, your host. And today we're breaking down two specific phrases that could be standing in between you and the change or transformation that you're craving or wanting to create right now. I'm going to share one phrase that I've mostly eliminated from my life a few years ago. Every now and then, of course, things pop back up and I catch myself saying this. Um, But the second one is one that I'm actively working on right now. So I hope this perspective will be helpful for you to hear both something that I've kind of moved through. Of course, again, like I said, we're always still working on things. We never completely heal things or move completely past things. So I do notice it popping up every now and then. And then also with this other phrase that I'm really working through at the time being and that I'm catching myself saying a lot and really noticing the way that it is putting a wedge between where I am and where I want to be in a very subconscious way. Um, Okay, so before we get into these phrases, I think it's important to understand why phrases could get in the way and how we actually move forward creating change in our life. I know for myself personally, I felt completely stuck for so many years. I felt like I was, like my health was out of my control. My finances were out of my control. My relationships were out of my control. Nothing felt like I had the power to change or create different. It felt like things were happening to me. And what I have learned is that when we want to create change, it's vital that we have power. And when I say power, I don't mean power over someone else. I don't mean a position of power like prime minister. I mean having the ability to create change means that you have this power inside you over your life, over your circumstances. So rather than things are happening to me, rather than um, this is all out of my control, rather than how come all these bad things keep happening to me, rather than I'm so unlucky, we're looking at things from a perspective of I have the ability to create change. I'm powerful, I'm strong, I'm confident, and I can make change. So if you don't fully believe that you're powerful, strong, or confident today, right now, that's okay. I definitely have not always believed that. I still have days where I wake up and go, whoa, (laughs) I do not feel like my confident, powerful self that I usually do. But this is something that you can learn. So for me, trusting myself and trusting my ability to create change, trusting that I will show up for myself when I say I'm going to show up for myself is a big thing. So if you're really in this kind of like stuck, things are happening to you phase, 
it might be helpful for you to explore learning to trust yourself first. Um, for me, I found that focusing on physical exercise was something that I could really build my relationship with trust for myself with because I was really saying I'm going to exercise and whether or not I showed up, that was building my trust. So every time that I did show up for myself, it was kind of like a little gold star on my internal like trust building sheet, if that makes sense, if that visualization hits home for you or not. Um, So find something small and attainable that you can do, commit to doing it, and build that trust. And as you build that trust, you're going to notice that you start to feel more confident and you start to take back some of your power. Okay, so let's dive into these two phrases. These two phrases are also ways that you can take back pieces of your power. So when we use these phrases, essentially what we're doing is we're saying, yeah, I don't know what's best for me. I don't have the capability. And this is very subconscious. So I'm not calling you out trying to make you feel bad. I'm saying this is subconsciously what's happening. We're saying I don't have the capability to make this decision for myself. So I'm relying on external circumstances or forces or people outside of me to make this decision for me. So the first phrase that I have for you is I should. Maybe you've heard, I know I was really big on this a few years ago when I was removing this phrase from my um, vocabulary, so you might have heard me talk about this before, but there's also that phrase, quit shooting all over yourself. So essentially what this is, is, you know, I should exercise. My friend, if that's the way you're talking to yourself about exercise, I'm really suspicious. Are you actually following through on it? Whereas when you look at exercise from a place of building trust and confidence in yourself, that's where I've seen people be a lot more successful. Um, And I have worked with quite a few, primarily women, um, with their health and fitness. And that's really what I see when it's a should do, when it's something on the to-do list that you're just checking off. It doesn't really seem to be that important because it's not your decision. The should is from an external perspective, an external place, from somebody else's opinion. And if it's somebody else's opinion, it's not meaningful enough for us to take action on the times where it's really uncomfortable. It might be enough for us to take action kind of on the more comfort zone things or every now and then, or perhaps we do get a burst of motivation and we can follow through on that should do or the to-do list. But in general, if it's an I should, it's not fueled from deep within you, and it's probably not something you're going to be successful changing. You're giving your power to the external circumstances, to whoever told you that you should be doing X, Y, and Z. You're letting their voice and their opinion be louder than your voice and your opinion. And because this is such a common phrase, we do end up using this, even if it's things that we know we actually do want to do. But we're so used to using this phrase that gives our power away that what I'm encouraging you to do today is to really catch yourself and go, wait, wait, if I'm saying I should, I'm going to go back to exercising because it's such a tangible example. I should exercise. And you're thinking, no, I actually do want to. Cool. Change your phrasing. Instead of saying, I should exercise, I want to exercise. 
Or I would feel so good in my body if I exercised today. Or do you know what would be fun if I exercised? Those phrases tell your brain that it's something you want to do, that it's fueling you up, that it's desirable for you, and you are far more likely to follow through long term. So again, the subtle difference there is are you following what somebody else told you to do? And maybe it's not a specific person, maybe it's society, maybe it's a thought you have in your mind where you feel like others are expecting this of you, even if it's not been specifically said that way. I should is the first phrase that I recommend you kind of look at and go, hmm, am I using this to give my power away? Because every time we give our power away, every time there's these little leaks in our bucket of how powerful we are, and we're kind of leeching it out to other people, other places, other things. Our ability to create change in our own life decreases. And as our ability decreases, we start to feel stuck. We start to feel like we're just the unlucky one. We start to feel like things are happening to us. And that brings me into the second phrase. This is one that I've noticed myself saying, um, I think it's probably been a few months I've been working on it, specifically when I notice phrases that I want to change or notice wording that I want to alter, I start with the written message. Often it's texting my friends. I'll notice like, oh, this makes me so angry. That's That's kind of the phrase I'm at right now. So blank makes me blank. This circumstance makes me this way. And I started questioning myself, is that making me feel this way? Is the traffic making me angry? Or am I angry because I didn't prioritize my time and I left late and now I'm stuck in traffic? And so I think the subtle difference again here is, are you pushing to somebody else, to something else that's making you feel a certain way or making you behave a certain way? Or can you take ownership over how you're feeling or how you're behaving and saying, this is how I am reacting to whichever circumstance? So the difference between the two phrases is I should is something that your external circumstances are telling you to do. Whereas blank makes me blank, the second phrase is the external circumstance is now directly impacting and influencing the way that you're experiencing your day, the emotions you have. With emotions, we know that there's physiological responses. So the way that your body is literally reacting changes by the meaning that we give it. I know Brene Brown is big on the term, we are meaning makers, and we make meaning of our situations, and that is how we move through our days. And so these phrases, rewording them, is really asking you to make meaning in a way that gives you your power back, where you say, no, no, I'm going to be very mindful of my words, and I'm going to be choosy, And instead of all of the noise in the world, 
telling me what to do and how to feel, I get to decide that for myself. So some ways that I've kind of been rephrasing blank makes me blank is I start with that end blank. So usually it's a situation is the first blank and then kind of a feeling or emotion is the second blank. And so I start with that feeling and emotion and I own it and I say, I feel irritated. Start with that. And now we could dive into feeling, naming, processing emotions. This is not that right now. Um, but this is this phrase, okay? So I'm not getting into processing, naming, and dealing with emotions right now. I'm specifically talking about this phrase. I start with the emotion. I'm irritated. And perhaps I'm irritated as a reaction to this. Or I'm irritated after finding out that XYZ happened. So there's still that correlation between your emotion and this external circumstance. The difference is you're not saying this external circumstance made you feel a certain way. You're saying, I feel a certain way, and these things were factors. It's taking back some of your power. It's taking back some of your ability to create change in your life. And I think this is really important to understand because I hear so often people wanting to make a change and we can start making changes with motivation for sure. Motivation usually is what kind of lights that little light bulb in our head that goes, I want to make whichever change it is. And motivation usually hangs out for a little bit. Somewhere around the three week mark is typically when motivation is like, um, bye-bye forever. I don't want to do this anymore. And that's when we need to rely on discipline. That's when we need to rely on showing up for ourselves. That's when we need to rely on caring for ourselves. That's when we need to rely on our own priorities. And that is why taking back your power in these small, subtle ways can be so important because it's recognizing where and how you're going to move through things. And I think, I just think the phrase quit shooting all over yourself is a funny one. I think like when I was eliminating that phrase from my life, I used quit shooting all over myself all the time. I would, anytime I noticed myself saying I should, then I would say, Stephanie, quit shooting all over yourself. And like I said, as I'm messaging, mostly my friends, like it's casual conversation. I'm catching myself saying these phrases. And it's easy for me to start in a written text message or in an Instagram DM because I see it in front of me and I can easily backspace and rewrite. And honestly, this is one of my favorite tricks for changing my language, period. We write the stories of our lives and the way that we put words to our stories, the way that we say our stories, the language that we use around our stories is incredibly important. And um, that's why I encourage the women that I do work with health and fitness, I encourage them to write their story every day and say, put words to their experience of prioritizing themselves and prioritizing their care for themselves. Because as we put words to it, we make more meaning of our experiences. And so 
It can be tricky when you're in kind of a face-to-face conversation if you've never caught yourself saying these things before and then you notice yourself saying it and then you're trying to rephrase it. It definitely can be done, but it's almost like starting at like level five. (laughs) Starting at level one is catching yourself as you're writing, I think is easier for me at least because I see the words in front of me. And catching myself thinking in my head, I found to be more tricky because those are the subconscious thoughts. Awareness is always the first thing when we want to change or really make a difference in anything, right? We have to be aware of what it is that we want to change first. And because these, these ways of thinking, these little phrases are very common, um, it can be really hard to notice them in our own minds. So the written word is a really good place to start. And so I'd really encourage you to start noticing your text with your friends. Start noticing the way that you tell your story and that you share your story. Being curious about the words that you use. If you want to create change in your life, are you using words about your life that are from an empowered place? That are from a place of, yes, I can. I honestly believe our lives are too short to be the victim in our own stories. I don't have time to be the victim in my own story. I I have in the past, for sure. And I was miserable. I was depressed. I didn't know I was depressed for quite a few years. I just felt this low, numb, bleh feeling. And that was all through the time when I really felt like everything was out of my control. There were other factors also. I'm not saying if you feel like everything's out of your control, you will be depressed. Um, I'm saying I had clinical depression and this was a factor for me. And that since changing my language, I find that I, it's a very different experience. I don't feel that helplessness. I don't feel the hopelessness. I don't feel the uselessness. I don't feel the numbness. And sometimes, of course, those feelings pop up, but they're very intermittent for me. And where I'm at now, I am able for the most part to move through and reword and rewire. I don't know what the future will hold. I don't know if I will go through depression again, but I do know that these tools have been fundamental for me in changing the way that I see and view and value myself. And as I change the way I see and view and value myself, my whole entire world around me changes. Um, I think our worlds are really a reflection of who we are and what we are. And, you know, (laughs) even to the point where I could be having an argument with Anthony, my boyfriend, and I could say, oh, you make me so angry when you say blah, 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 blah. The reality of that phrase is that I'm seeing a reflection of myself through that. We are all mirrors of each other. We all exhibit and mirror back to each other, each other. So in the most irritating and annoying and tweaking ways (laughs) is how I tend to notice it. But it's true in the positive and loving and kind ways also. We are all mirrors. So it's not 
necessarily true even that what Anthony is saying is making me angry. It's true that I have my own wound. And if he said those same exact words, whatever in this hypothetical situation he said to me, if he said those same words to somebody who didn't have whichever wound he triggered in me, they would react completely different. And they might not find themselves saying, oh, when you make me so angry when you say X, Y, Z. They might find themselves going, whatever, dude, and walking away. Because it has nothing to do with what other people are saying to us or about us. And has everything to do with what's going on inside us. When we recognize that, that's when we take our power back. That's when we kind of cut the cords to other people and say, no, you don't have the power to control my state of mind. You don't have the power to control how I'm going to show up today. You don't have the power to control anything about me. I have that power. And I affirm that power by changing the way I speak about my experiences. Okay, okay. So that was my little two cents for today. Um, I think when we want to live on purpose, it's really important to know how we can choose and purposefully create the life we want. And like I said, to do that, we need to be from a place of empowerment. And these are two phrases that I've really noticed. Um, I'd be curious if you have other phrases. So if you do have other phrases that you notice strip some power away from you, come let me know on Instagram. I'm at stephanie.isabella underscore, and I would love to hear from you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. See you next time. And may God bless you. Mwah.